In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. As I hear the coughing and the wheezing around the congregation, I can certainly empathize. Many of you know I've been down and out for about the last three weeks with that. And it's still lingering. You can hear it in my voice. It got bad enough that I did something I hadn't done in at least a decade. At least 10 years. Went to the doctor. <laughs> I went to the doctor, and you know, I can make all kinds of excuses why I hadn't been to the doctor. It cost a lot of money, you know, this, that, and the other. <clears throat> but I think there's two main reasons that most of us don't like to go to the doctor, especially a new doctor. One, we, we don't know what we're going to find. We pick a name out of a directory or something and, and uh, you know, hope for the best. And, but we don't know what their bedside manner is going to be. We don't know, you know what kind of person they're going to be. We don't know what kind of experience we're going to have. We don't know what kind of questions they're going to ask us. <coughs> we don't know how in-depth they're going to want to go. Um, especially for us older men, literally we don't know how in-depth they were going to go. Um, but, uh, you know, we just, we have that, that fear of the unknown, where we just don't know what's going to happen when we go to a doctor, a new doctor, for the first time. And then the other thing is that we know that there's only one of two possibilities that are going to happen. Either they're going to tell us something we know. You're too fat. Your blood pressure is too high. You need to stop drinking sodas. You need to lose some weight. You need to do exercise. <coughs> and, you know, we know all these things, but it, it takes a doctor telling us these things for us to actually do something about them. A lot of times, you know, uh, it's that extra motivation that, well, now the doctor knows, and so now I have to go do something about it. The second possibility is that they're going to tell us something we don't know, and that's even scarier. Oh, what's that growth on your arm? You know? Now, I haven't had a doctor tell me something I didn't know that haven't really disturbed me, but I have had that experience. I was finishing up hospital ministry at, at Massachusetts General Hospital. We'd done it for a year, and it was time for the final evaluation. I didn't have any reason to worry. I put in all my time. I've you know, done everything, all the assignments. I've done everything I was supposed to do. So I was kind of blindsided by what happened. I went in and they said, Peter, you did a fine job, but you don't take criticism well. I said, when you hear criticism, you tend to preempt it, and you try to anticipate it, and then that puts it out of the way. And I said, well, I know I do this, and I know I do this, and this, and this. I they said, see, you're doing it. You're doing it right now. 
And it was disturbing to me because, one, they were right. But two, nobody had really ever brought that up to me before. And it was something I needed to work on. It's still something I need to work on. And in fact, for several years after, I looked at the deeper issues of why that's true. I don't take criticism well sometimes. And I do. I try to preempt it. I try to put it out of the way. <coughs> so, you know, there's reasons we don't go to the doctor. Now, there's something else I haven't done in a while. I haven't been to confession in a while. <coughs> Guess why? Now, Father's been here four years. He and I know each other. I'm not real worried about it. But the first time you go to confession with somebody, you don't know what's going to happen. There was one priest that I knew, and he was a higher up in the archdiocese, and I was just a seminarian, and I was really worried, and I had my list and everything else. I went to him. It was the easiest confession I've ever done. It was great. It was wonderful. But then there was another time I went to a retreat, and they had they said, okay, we've got four priests. They'll hear your confession. Just get in line, whatever. So you think, okay, this will be I get up there and it turns into an interrogation. <laughs> he's asking me things that I'm like, where is this coming from? It's like he said, you know, what did you have for breakfast? Was it sinful? You know, things of that nature. I'm like, why are you asking me these probing questions? I don't know you. And it was an awful experience. So there's always that trepidation of the first time we go to confession with a priest. We don't know how they are. We don't know what to expect. And then, of course, there's only two possibilities of what's going to happen. Either he's going to tell us something we know. Peter, you don't take criticism very well. Peter, you know... Being angry behind the wheel of the car is not a good thing. You need to work on that. See how I, I've preempted that now, so when I go to confession, you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. But that's the thing. But once the priest tells us, hey, you know, hey, now we've talked about this, you got to work on it. And working on it means change. None of us really likes change, do we? the same as going to the doctor. The doctor tells us to go on a diet. We don't want to go on a diet. We like what we eat. I love my Dr. Pepper. I don't want to give it up. You know? Oh, you think that's a sin? No, that's just a personality quirk. <laughs> but once we tell the priest and he tells us back, you know, that's something we got to work on now. Or, he's going to tell us something we don't know. And that's the really scary part, isn't it? Oh, by the way, I've noticed this about you. What? And then we're blindsided and we're confronted with some aspect of our character that we knew nothing about. Or we completely blocked off. And sometimes those are the most hurtful things. I didn't like hearing that I didn't take criticism well. I thought I... I took criticism quite well, thank you. And find out I did not. 
going to find out I still do not sometimes. But at least now, having worked on that, I know some of the reasons why. But there's a difference between being going afraid of going to the doctor and afraid of going to confession. And it boils down to this. What's the motivation for a doctor versus the motivation for a confessor? Now, I don't mean to insult any doctors in our congregation here, please. But in our society, it is perfectly acceptable to be like someone I knew in college. I said, what are you going to do after college? He says, I'm going to med school, and I'm going to be a proctologist. <coughs> I said, why? Why a proctologist? He said, because that's where the money is. It is perfectly acceptable in our society to be a doctor because you want to make a lot of money. That is a high-paying profession, and it should be. It takes years of practice, years of knowledge, years of experience to be a good doctor. You don't necessarily have to like your patients, though. Many of us have known doctors that don't. But as long as they diagnose well and they treat well, they're good doctors. We don't question their motivation. But what does it take to be a father confessor? Certainly not the money. I've never heard of, yes, I, I had a successful confession practice and now I'm in the millions, you know? <laughs> if that's true, something's very wrong. That's known as blackmail. <laughs> So, other confessors are not in it for the money. Why are they in it? Ideally, they are in it for what St. Paul talks about today in the epistle. Love. Love believes all things, bears all things, hopes all things. Well, that certainly is, sure, is true of a confessor, isn't it? Because we all come to confession, and we hope that they believe, bear, and hope. What do we hope? We hope that they believe that we're truly repentant. Yes, Father, I, I, I've done this and I need to work on it. Okay. We hope that they'll bear. Well, I know we talked about that last time, but I'm still back to talk about that same thing because I haven't really changed. Right? And we hope that they hope. Well, I hope that this time, maybe you really actually mean it and you're going to change. That's the difference. Doctors can be doctors without love. Doctors can be doctors without liking. I'm not saying that any of our doctors here are like that. Please don't get me wrong. And, and most doctors I've ever met, they are, they, they have a true love for their patients and they have a true love for what they're doing. But they don't have to. And to be a confessor, if you don't have love as a confessor, you're not gonna, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. So, I might still put off scheduling that colonoscopy, but I won't put off scheduling confession. And, and trusting in that love of God as expressed through the sacrament and the mystery of confession, let us perhaps all schedule ours 
so that we can have a great and holy Lent. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.